Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to the Racing Boys, and if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a communist. I love the Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. You know the funny thing about that is? The Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done! It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. Todd Surprise running the show as he does each and every week for us here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Kirk Elliott, my partner for the last 23 years, can't can't understand why Kirk has put up with me all these years, Todd. Can, can you even fathom why Kirk Elliott has put up with me all these years? Somebody asked me that the other day about me and Kirk. Uh, how, still how, how you put up with well, me? Well, not that. They're like, man, you've been with them how long and i said well it's over a decade now and, and he said man how do you how do you do that and you I know said, why that is scott it's fun right because you know even though you can be uh you know you can be a little difficult at times you're an honest guy well you're an upfront guy you're honest hey listen if, if, if that's what it's all about if it's gonna be if i'm gonna be completely honest I, I, I love Todd and you as well yeah. and your entire family. And I, I love Todd's entire family as well. They're, they're such great. You know what it's all about? It's yeah. called trust. And this is a lesson for everybody. Yeah. If you trust each other and you don't lie, you can have a long relationship. Man, I've only known – I mean, I only I knew of you guys from the radio. I didn't know Scott during his racing days, right? So I came right. into this – I, I knew Scott and Kirk because I listened to the show for, I don't know, maybe years. Th- probably three, four, five years while I listened on 810 yeah. before, maybe six years, I think, before I, you know, even reached out and, and said anything. But like I said, I was, I listened. You guys were two hours back when I was, back when I was listening on WHB. It was a two hour, two hour show. Right. Yeah. And I used to work overnights. So I would pick up Saturday mornings, the second hour on my on, on my way, way on my way home, and yeah. so that's or the first hour on my way home, and and so yeah, like I said, I I've known Scott since since that day. I've known Kirk since then. I've worked with both of them. We've been yeah. we've done a lot of stuff. We've I mean TV shows, uh, we've done a lot of things. You know, radio shows, right. live broadcasting, and stuff. And like I said, the person that people think Scott and Kirk are aren't the same people we are. After the, uh, the after these cameras go hey, off, I mean com- we're the same. We're but completely different off the air. We're not we? we're not like putting a fake thing out in front of you here. But what we mean is like we're not. We really enjoy each other's company, and we and like you said, it's That's not it. and that you know it's not one of those things where, I think people that work with. If you work with someone for a really long time, you either really hate them or you really like them. That kind of a thing. And you, I, I, you don't hate me, do you? No, uh, and like I said, if I well, I wouldn't have been here for this long. I right, mean, like I said, right. I would have bailed out here. But people, you tend to be like, well, you know, I don't my your work friends and your home friends type of thing. But now we go to concerts we, we, and we've things. All, we've and, all had our arguments before. Well, yeah, that's right. more like family, right? I right, think that's right. more. <laughs> you know, we've been down this road uh, a long time, and we've been in the middle of uh, some pretty testy situations. But at the end of the day, it's about trust. 
and uh, there's nobody that's uh, done anything to abuse that. And that's why we're still together all these right. years. Yep, no doubt. So that's what it's all about. Yep, no doubt. So, um, and and the thing I'm thinking about with all both of you guys, we've been down in the middle of the Sage Net Center in Tulsa doing the Chili Bowl broadcast all those years. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it got a little testy at hey, times. Hey, listen, are, are you glad we're not down there doing the Chili Bowl? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. absolutely not. I, I couldn't I, do it this I, 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 I to be honest with you, I missed the money. I'm, well, I missed the money. I made really good money for three weeks while I was down there. But it but was d- a stressful but undertaking I, putting that all together. And I'll there. tell you and what. I, uh, we know what the all the uh, crew at Flow Racing are yeah. doing right now. We know what that's about. And that is a monumental undertaking that Flow is undergoing right now to put this Chili Bowl broadcast on. And they're doing a great job. I and think we know all the stresses involved down there. And the you know, we Bowl, wish them well the rest of the week. It all starts tonight. Yes. Go, go ahead, Todd. I was just going to say, the Chili Bowl and the shootout kind of what makes brings you closer as a group or either separates you as a group. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And we were able to march forward from the beginning to the end i mean you guys did the audio obviously a long time but i was there from the very day one of video right. broadcast at the chili bowl and shootout and like you said that's what brought us together because it was you're you're on the road and you're living and you're doing that thing every day so yeah like i said i wouldn't have traded anything for what we went through doing all that but i don't think i would sign up for that again uh, again no i right. do it from home i may do it remotely you right. know as they yeah, say yeah i wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world though yeah it was Kirk, fun while we did it. Kirk, we we got to start off with a, 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 another sad news. Um, ARCA driver, a 41-time winner in ARCA series. He had 31 poles. Tim Steele has passed away. Yeah, that was shocking when you uh, sent me the text about that yesterday. Uh, we had seen Tim Steele at uh i remember watching him out here at i-70 speedway a couple times oh yeah he raced at i-70 for sure and uh he was only 55 years old suffered a stroke but he won 41 times on the arca tour three-time champion uh yeah i was uh that's shocking news yeah no doubt uh his daughter posted on facebook she said this morning my dad peacefully took the checkered flag here on earth his life was an exhilarating ride always full throttle driven by passion for racing and a wild spirit while many knew him for his accomplishments on the racetrack his role as a dad and grandpa was by far the greatest victory godspeed dad i love you now that couldn't be a better tribute from anyone than his daughter writing that that give me chills, Kirk. Yeah. Just so you know. So he was a, a good guy. A young guy. And, and it just tells you, yeah. you never know. It, it, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Kirk. You never know when you're going to pass away, right? You don't know. You, you are 67. I'm uh, 63. And, and you just never know when you're going you're gonna to just take one. And just pass away. You just never know. Well, just enjoy every day you got, and there's no one that knows more about that than Todd Surprise, about not taking anything for granted. 
Todd, uh, you you had you had cancer at one time in your life, and and kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the cancer, you know, I I tell everybody, uh, you know, you don't poke the bear, so I don't talk about it a lot. But uh, I, the cancer, I you know, I beat the cancer part, but I nearly died of you know the the I had a terrible infection during after the operation and um you know i i i the infection is what nearly killed me you know it's mm-hmm. i was so depleted from the chemo and radiation going into the surgery as it was you're already you know your your immune system is down and out and then they do this major surgery on you and then um they nicked my bowel and um and, I, and that that always causes a really problem. You're not as 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 you know. My mom's yeah. bow was nicked, yeah. and that got her behind the eight ball. That happened. That's what happened with me. With I, you. It's right. same thing. It, and it's not like it's, it happens real easy because it's not hard to do. It's not hard to do when they're working in there, and it's made of. They tried to tell me it's like trying to sew together cottage cheese. You understand? Right. So it's literally not something that can get fixed overnight. So. Yeah, I take I don't take anything for granted. Sometimes I catch myself because it's been a while. Knock on wood, you know it's been a while, but I still catch myself sometimes thinking about it. Well, getting mad about things or not appreciating what I have that morning or that week or that year, and right. then something will kind of smack you. And a friend of mine may have gotten cancer in the past. I've lost four or five. We've all have. Oh yeah, you know, and and so. Like you said, you're leaving today for a funeral this afternoon. So, like I right. said, we're we're all dealing with this stuff. But yeah, that day that that um, like I said, don't take every day, don't take it for granted. I understand you can have your good and bad days, guys, but make sure you you know make a week out of having a right. good week. <laughs> yeah, our thoughts and prayers to your old crew chief, JJ Sonnefeld, good J- friend of J- ours. JJ, uh, uh, his dad passed yeah. away. Uh, Jerry Pops Sonnefeld and. Um, I'm going to be going to his funeral today. I'm going to be cutting out of the show a little bit early today. And um, probably about 1 o'clock, I'm going to get out of here and head over there to uh, 41st and State Avenue. And uh, that's right over by Peter's Drive-In. It sure is, man. Peter's Drive-In was the place when I was a kid, wasn't it? Peter's was still actually going all the way up until... I even had my last one of my first hot rods. It was still actually it wasn't the old. It still wasn't like the old Peters, but it was still in production and had cars parking out there. It was still a fun drive in. But yeah, that's that's right over there where you're heading to by the old Indian Springs. It's literally on the opposite side of you know right there off of that 38th Street. Mm-hmm. It's where the old Sears people from OKCK would know the old Sears Tower. If you if you ever race by the Sears Tower heading to Peters, that's you know exactly where you're going. I mean, right, that's, yeah. that's where you're at right there. So just so you know, J.J. Sonnevelt was my crew chief for 10 years. Yeah. And most likely the best crew chief I ever had because J.J., he, he, always, he always told me, listen, you don't have to come up here and work on this race car. You didn't. You don't have to get up there and, and and be up here to work on it. I'll take care of it. And let me tell you, JJ Sonnevelt was by far the best crew chief I ever had. Great guy too. Great guy. And I I feel really sorry for um, Pops passing away right now. And uh, I I just feel really really bad for so we're thinking about JJ for and JJ. his family. We used to see him at the Chili Bowl every year. Remember. 
Yeah, he used to go he used down to, to the Chili Bowl. But yeah. I, I'm living not, in Florida now, right? He's living in Florida. He's down there by Cape Coral, and he lives in Florida now. And he's got a really good job down there, working for a, a bus company, and um, he he's doing a really good job. Also, want to get this out of the way, then we'll talk more about happy stuff here a little bit. They laid Mike Brooks to rest up at Knoxville on Saturday at the uh, second floor of the Hall of Fame. It was packed. Uh, former Knoxville Raceway champion. Race car driver used to, one time he drove for my brother Dick in a late model back in the early 70s. That's when I first met him back in 1974. So, no, known Mike a long time. So, sorry, sorry about that loss. And of course, uh, still mourning the loss of uh, Kate Honeycutt uh, from here in the Kansas City area. Her husband, Bud, they were married for 73 years. Bud, one of the great Kansas City race historians, we're thinking about him and his family. Also, we lost Rick Ferkel and Cale Yarborough this last week as and well. And Keith Honeycutt as well. Yeah. Right. And uh, as like we were talking about Keith, she 89 years young and uh, thinking about the Honeycutt family as well as hey, Kirk, uh, Rick Ferkel and Cale Yarborough. Kirk, if we live to 89, that's going to be a full life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I think. So... I don't think about living that long. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not sure no. I'm going to live that long. To be honest with you, I don't think my dad lived till he was 80 years old. My mom lived till she was 71, and uh, I'm hopeful I can get just in between those two. Yeah. Right. Well, every day is a blessing, as we've talked about. So. Kirk, what what did you do for? Uh, New Year's Eve. What did you do for New Year's Eve? I watched the Tulsa shootout on New Year's Eve. That's what I did. Yep. On the big screen, up at the farm. So I'm anxious to get down inside the SageNet Center. You and I are heading down there right after the show. So you're, uh, we're all going to be driving down there this afternoon, hopefully beat this weather getting down there. Right. It, it, it's snowing outside as we speak right now. Yeah, and um, I, I, I want to give a shout-out to Marie. She said her dad was 90 that's when, when he passed. Grateful life. Oh, that. Yeah. If you could live to your ninety, and not be a burden or a, uh, and, and not have, be a, and not have problems, and not be a problem to your family members or yourself, even oh yeah, <laughs> for, for that matter, yeah. right, Todd? Like you said, we can make it as far as we can make it, but have fun every day with it, man. Let me tell you something too. I, I just want to get this before we on our live page. This is completely different than, but we had some issues on our on our YouTube page on Saturday morning. Right. Um, for some reason, we still haven't figured out what happens. Is I just want to let everybody know that we have a face, our own website. If anything should ever happen to our YouTube page or our Facebook page, because just go to the live section, this live button right here. But you know, anything could happen. Raceboys.com. That's right. So you, and you don't have to be a member, guys, to to join in. You can just go right to this page, click that button right there, and it's going to take you right to the live stream that we're sitting on. Hey. And Listen, if anybody would like to get over there on that live feed right now on our main Absolutely. page, we would love for you to be able to do that. And because we're gonna ultimately, yes, it would be to our advantage Absolutely. not to err on Facebook yep. 
and to air on our, our our live page, right? And we do podcast this, so wherever you get your favorite podcast, you can listen to the show. That's right. At right. any time for mostly motorsports. But, well, but Every Monday sh- we do this show. Yeah, but for sure, see, with this being our own website, we have no. It could be an audio thing that got us bumped off of YouTube. It could be a video thing. We have no idea, and they don't tell you what it is. They just give you the warning, and then boom, you're off. Right. So what we like you said, what we'd like to do is, heck, who knows? I'm, I've got a couple friends who have business pages guys that have lost that that they have lost um being able to get a hold of their actual work so we could lose my facebook page one day because meta could shut it down for you know it's it there's computers talking to computers so right just know that if for some reason we're not on and we're supposed to be on just go to the www.racingboys.com everything's from there you can access all of our pages from that from that site like you said you can go and i'm pulling this up right now as we're looking at it all of the facebook our twitter our youtube page our instagram page everything's right there and you see the big green live button guys that's your key to know we are live right now so right, no doubt. i just wanted to get that in because we did have an issue on saturday yep no doubt so we got a lot of guests lined up here today tanner thorson tanner Man. thorson is going to be on with us scotty cook's going to be on with us who else is going to be ashton torgerson who uh was ejected out of miracle his race. that he is here and he came back right and on the last day of the year, a terrible incident happened back in January where he got ejected from the car and survived it. Thanks in part to the great medical crew, the hospital, he was able to walk back in the SageNet Center after that terrible incident. On Wednesday of the Chili Bowl last year, he came back in and did a press conference on Saturday, and they honored him that night. Well, he comes back. In December, the last day of the year, and wins a driller in the winged A-class at the Tulsa Shootout. What a triumph that was. What a fantastic story that is. So we've got him on here right. uh, coming up here in just And he's going to be on in the second hour, right? First hour, 1245. 1245. Yep. All right. And then, of course, Tanner Thorson, he won the Chili Bowl two years ago. Right. So we'll have him on. Scotty Cook, we'll hear from Braxton Flat the junior sprint winner at the Tulsa Shootout, and we'll check in, hopefully, with Trenton Berry. Uh, haven't heard back yet from him. He's down at the Wild West Shootout where the late models are going. See if we can get an update we're, from we're not Trenton sure. Berry after we're, two nights of racing at the Wild West Shootout. We're not sure Trenton Berry's going to be on. Well, I texted him here just a little bit ago. We're going to try to hook He, he was up late last night, yeah. Kurt. Bobby so. Pierce picked up that win, right? I right. saw somebody post it on. Bobby Pierce won last night after Cade Dillard won on Saturday night. So. It's a lot of racing this past weekend at Votto Speedway Park, where I think they've done a great job of prepping that racetrack down there. The next racing will be on Wednesday night. they got three nights of racing, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to close. Are out. they racing in Australia? So is Rico? Yeah, I mean, he's racing So what are they? Australia. what's going on down in Australia? That was what I wanted to know that, I mean. Rico's won a couple of races down there. Yeah. I see Brad Sweet won a race the other night. Kate Dillard won the first night uh, at Votto. At Votto, yeah, right. He doubled up. He won modifieds right. and late models. Bobby and he Pierce won again in modifieds last night. Bobby Pierce was second. Hey, hey did you think Mike Marler was going to win that race? Yeah, I did. If that yellow hadn't come out, I think he would have won last it. night. I think he would have won. But the problem is, is on that restart, he got into the wall. Remember yeah. that. 
He did. But he said ahead of that, his tires kind of slicked off a little bit, and he didn't get a good jump on the restart like he wanted to, and Bobby Pierce was able to take advantage of it. But uh, Marler, I think, is probably going to win a race before the end of the week because he's got a good enough race car. He had a pretty decent run on Saturday night, but he really feels like he's got things together now after the way he ran last night. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to win one of these last four nights. Uh, I'm not sure that. Uh, Bobby Pierce looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Larson came from, like, 14th to 5th on Saturday night. Last night, he ended up 4th, but he was running 2nd for quite a while in that race. But Kirk, you, you brought up the conversation that they didn't follow um, – Kyle Larson through the field as much because he's a back runner. He started 14th. He worked his way up to fifth. But you pass that many cars. I just wanted to see right. more of that. That's all. So, but it, it was good racing. I'm, there was a lot to capture in that race. I'm inter- even I'm, though I'm interested in the people that are leading the race. Well, that too. But I also want to see the movers coming up through the field too. They, there was a lot to cover in that race uh, on Saturday night too so there's that I mean, it's not like they were short of people to follow and there was a lot of other passing going on in that race as yep. well yep no doubt about it all right we're going to take a break when we come back tanner thorson's going to join us right here on rbn the race of boys broadcasting network we can't wait to get him back on the show he was the winner of last year's chili bowl and two years ago two years ago was it two logan cb won last year logan cb won yeah. last year right Tanner Thorson is a pretty good talent, though, isn't he, Kurt? He's going to be a high-limit driver full-time yep, next no d- year, too. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Tanner Thorson joins us next here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that to build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, 
faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And joining us now on the show is Tanner Thorson. Tanner, how you doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, we're doing pretty good. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're pumped up about the Chili Bowl this year, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite races to be a, be involved with and um, show up in this building. And it's uh, always a good time. Yeah. Talk about your win a couple of years ago uh, in that that that. That had to be a thrilling victory for you, didn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, to this day, it's probably, you know, not probably, but it is, you know, my favorite win of my career and probably my biggest one. And um, I think, you know, from here on out, it probably will, unless I ever got a shot to, you know, get into a NASCAR and win Daytona 500 or something like that, you know. But right. um, Chili Bowl is such a marquee event for everybody, and it's uh, it's a, it's just a good good event and you know something that i've tried at for the last few years and um you know never never got the shot but was really close and then finally you know was able to kind of find something that works in this building and, and go from there and, and pick it off yep uh, is is that something that you would like to do in the future maybe run a little heavy car stuff yeah i i mean i had an opportunity to do it and you know it didn't really go as planned and i got a car accident it kind of sidelined me for a few months and just kind of lost that realm and you know and i obviously don't come from money and don't have a lot of money to put into that so um it makes it hard for a guy like me to to get that opportunity to do it and um i know i can do it um it's just a matter of having the right stuff so um and you know the only way i would do it is to to be in to be in some of the best equipment too and that's obviously really hard to do without money I think the the first step in, in driving a heavy car is to start out in ARCA. Um, I, I used to own an ARCA team. I owned an ARCA team for four years, and uh, we had a lot of success in that team. But I think that's the place to start out, right? Yeah, so I actually ran a couple dirt races, um, ARCA dirt races, and then um, one pavement race up there in Madison, Wisconsin, and um, you know, we actually almost won at Madison and overheated both times on the dirt. So, oh, um, yeah, Arco, Arco was a, was a fun series definitely. And, you know, I ran a lot of super late model stuff, um, with bond sus there in North Carolina and, um, you know, and then I ran, I think what, 12 or 13 NASCAR truck races, um, with, with young motorsports. So I, uh, I've, I've had a fair share of some stuff like that. Just trying to, trying to, uh, get back in it would be awesome but obviously it's a it's a lot harder than it than it looks all right uh, tanner let's talk midgets uh the 88 car uh you had the car out on the racetrack yesterday what did you learn um we learned a lot we uh we changed a whole bunch of stuff just trying to see what would be better with this new right retire and um it's nice i have three cars here this year last year we had two but it's nice to have another car to kind of 
judge off of and do some other stuff and not really mention what we're doing, you know, and just see what they say and just watch the attitude of the race cars. So, um, you know, it's uh, yesterday was a good learning day for, you know, me and my team. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to night race champions. We'll do uh, something 180 from where we were the night uh, yesterday and um, see if we can find a little bit more speed. And if not, we'll go back the other way. Uh, are you looking forward to tonight's race of champions? Yes, I am. Yep. I, it's one race I look forward to every year just because I can try stuff. I can go and, you know, put something on the car that's probably never been done or, or you know, something that maybe has been done but it's not very successful and just see if we can try to change little things here and there and, and make them better. And you're slated for Thursday night, too, so that gives you a couple of days to kind of fine-tune things. Just uh, uh, Is that a choice that you go on Thursday night? or uh, have you raced on other nights in the past? So I, my night was always Friday night. Um, you know, I've been on Friday night for, I think, my whole time in this building until the year I won. And I switched up and went to Thursday night because when Casey Kane ran my other car, he couldn't be here till Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So um, he needed to go on Friday because he had some, you know, obligations with his kids and stuff. So I ended up switching and, Everybody thought I was crazy for going on Thursday night racing against Bell, but it probably did me the the most um, beneficial thing for me, or the most beneficial for me because I was able to learn and see how Christopher's car was and see what I needed more of and and just kind of go around from there. So, um, you know, the my prelim night, I, I barely lost to Bell, and my car was good, just wasn't good enough, and I second-guessed myself right before we went out, and it was... Um, definitely hard to lose that because we were so fast but i also knew what i needed to do going into saturday and um you know it helped you know uh kirk and i we did the broadcast for the chili bowl for 16 years i don't know if you know that or not but the racing boys did it we were there for a long long time man and i'm telling you that is one of the most thrilling races when whenever you watch a race when you watch the chili bowl race that is the most thrilling race of the year, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's why, you know, they get so many people following it. And, and obviously there's nothing else going on at the time, at that time. But, um, you know, it's it's a huge race. Um, Emmett Hahn and his whole crew and um, Matt Ward and Brian Hoop, Holbert, um, they all put a lot of lot of time and effort in this thing to, to give it what it needs. And, um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's an awesome event. It's a good, good thing. How rewarding is it for you now to have your own team, your own cars, be your own boss? Um, it's it's good. I think it's a lot more stressful at times because it's, um, you know, it's a lot of money. This stuff it's not cheap. So, right. Um, you know, I see why it's hard to find sponsors and stuff. And you know, obviously the economy is kind of crappy right now with for sponsors and, um. You know, it, I've always wanted to, to have this, so it's nice to be able to finally have it. But I also also see the the complications of it too. So, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have really good sponsors with me um, this year. We got James Hodge um, Auto Group and Smith Titanium and Pinnell Chipping and Smith Equipment Companies and the Sea Valley Transportation and Factory Kane Shocks and a lot of, a lot of good people. So, right. Um, and we got a really good motor um, like we've had for the last five what five or six years with staying racing engines and um yeah it's it's good so I'm, I'm excited um this year i feel 
obviously last year it's a lot harder to come in the building knowing that you won the year before and this year I'm a little bit more relaxed and you know so I'm excited we uh we're uh, we're gonna give it our all and and go from there yeah I was gonna ask you how did that change you it obviously took a lot of pressure off to get that golden driller win that big race uh two years ago that it has changed you as a driver in the way you approach the whole event because you got the win right yeah, um, definitely put your mind at ease that you can do it. Um, it's just, you know, when you come back in that building, it puts a lot more pressure on you after you just had won, I think. Um, not that I'm not that I really worry about that type of stuff um, as a driver, because I don't. I'm probably the person that worries about it the least in the building. Um, but definitely running second behind Logan and stuff, you know, and going from there and, um, you know, obviously – wanting to win and i might have pushed it a little bit harder or maybe to try to do a little bump and run more or something if i hadn't won it before but um you know so it's uh it's definitely you got to take what you can and get what you can and give and you know all that stuff that when you can right. so um you know this year's a different different deal i told myself last year when i came in the building that you know you come in here acting like you've never won a race before and and uh try again and you know, we did that, and we ran second. And this year, we're going to do the same thing and, and go for it all. Hey, listen, you're going to be running with the High Limit Series this year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so what was the determination to run with? Because you know, we talk about it a lot here on on uh, mostly motorsports. We've talked a lot about. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about. High limit series taking on the world of outlaws, and I'm a little afraid that it might fracture 410 racing a little bit. What What's your thoughts on that? Um, it's obviously good to have another series. I feel like because I feel like everybody tries to step up. Um, I'm not sure if it'll hurt or or won't. Um, I I have no idea about that type of stuff because I'm not in the back in the back side of it. But I know that it's good for some people to allow us to um you know allow us to race for more money and and have another series to be able to run and um what kyle and brad and them guys are doing is is pretty awesome you know i uh i don't see the backside of it i've never ran with the outlaws i've you know ran races here and there but never a series with them or whatnot so mm-hmm. um you know i'm looking forward to kind of getting on the road and, and running with them guys we got a lot of work still to do um but you know, like I said, Brad and Kyle, they've, they're putting the time and effort in. So I think they deserve it. But also, you know, I think what someone's tried to take down the outlaws, what two or three times now so far, and it hasn't worked, but I don't think that's their envision either. So, um, you know, obviously I guarantee a lot of the high limit guys and maybe even Brad will be running outlaw races as well too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really worried about that. I'm, I'm worried about going and racing and running good. So, right. Well, uh, are, are, we can do that. Are Are you going to uh, take off and run the West Coast races as well? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run all of them. We're uh, we're doing the whole deal. So, um, I got a really good you know car owner with that with Rod Gross Motorsports that's you know giving me the pieces and allowing me to to build what I need to build and. Um, you know, we're going to build a sprint car team based off of our midget team and, um, you know, give the best effort and, and go from there and see what we can do. You know, I thought Rico put out a, a pretty good uh, comment on his uh, Facebook page here a few weeks ago. He says, uh, why does this have to be 
a competition. You know, we ought to take the positives from all of this instead of worried about who's doing what. You know, just uh, did you read that post that Rico put up there? Yeah, I saw it. Um, I agree. I just everybody gets everybody in racing gets caught up with what everybody else is doing, and yeah. it is always a competition. Um, you know, that's I think why I get a little bit of not hate, but people maybe not liking me as much is because I don't I don't put up with the the BS behind the scenes stuff. You know, I'm here to race, and whether it's with the Outlaws, with the High Limits, local shows, whatever, we're here to race and, and go win. So I don't I don't care who's there or who's not there or any of that stuff. Right. So, um, it's just a matter of showing up and, and going, going and doing your job. And I, uh, that's what I'm, that's what I do. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you go to do the, you go to do your job. So I don't, I don't really worry about that stuff. Yeah. When it comes down to it, race fans, they just want to see great they racing. They just want to see good drivers, racing, don't right? They? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, what it's all about and to have good races you got to have really good cars right and good teams and and a lot of backers and you know even the outlaws and the the high limits they they both have good race teams cars drivers and everything so Mm -hmm. um you know they're gonna the outlaws are gonna put on just a good show and the high limits are gonna put on a good show and you know they're gonna be in different areas and you'll see mixing and matching and all that stuff here and there too so um people people uh it's easy. It's easy for the outside people to say stuff that don't go race, you know, or don't know about race, the the little things in racing. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, like I said before, man, we uh, I'm I'm super blessed, especially right now, to to be able to race as much as I can and want to, and um, to be go old, go on the road with the high limits. Yeah, I think it probably surprised a lot of people that Tanner Thornton's name would be uh, part of the traveling group of a winged sprint car series but uh, this is kind of the direction you've been going for for quite a while hasn't it yeah um it, it surprised me too <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh, we were putting a, a, a team together to go race you know i don't know 30 40 races and uh got the schedule my dream schedule of running got over to the car owner and he's like why don't we just go run the whole high limit deal and i said that's up to you you know, if you want to do that and you're okay with doing it and we can do it, let's do it. So, um, we got to order more motors and, you know, some more cars and more parts. And we, uh, we're, we're getting our arsenal built up and, um, try to see if we can go do it on a, on a high level. Um, I got great people behind me that can, you know, support that support me from day one that are new supporters that are, you know, good friends, I got a good crew chief out in California, Lee Lindgren. Um, he's been with me from day one of racing wing sprint cars, and he'll be on the road with us here and there, and, you know, he'll be on watching on on flow. And so it's it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm excited, and, you know, I have I don't get intimidated, so it's I'm, I'm excited. Uh, tell us about your other drivers at the GC. You got three cars at the Chili Bowl this week. Yep, I got my good buddy uh, Ace McCarthy, who he raced for me. Uh, he raced for me last year, and we ran, I think, what five races this year during that outdoor stuff. And then uh, got a, a young kid uh, named Corbin Ruschenberg. Um, he raced all of uh, all the shootout. I think he ran four classes with the shootout, and he's a, a new up and comer. So he's a young young kid. I think he just got approved to race here, and he's a, he's a little wheel man too. So we got yep. three good guys. Um, there's no reason we shouldn't, you know, be able to lock at least two in, maybe three, on the final night and go from there. Yeah. 
Tanner, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on RacingBoys.com. And we, we appreciate you doing so. And good luck to you this weekend. We'll see you down there at the Chili Bowl. Kirk and I are leaving today, and, and we're going to be driving down there today. Hopefully the snow won't be that bad. Yep. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on, and we'll uh, come stop by and, and see us down here. All we'll right. for sure be there in time for you to roll out for that race of champions. We can't miss that. Perfect. Perfect. Good luck to All you. All right. Thank you, T Tanner. All righty, guys. Thanks. There you have it. Kirk, you want to do the uh, Sprint Car Hall of Fame live read right now? National Sprint Car Hall of Fame is going to have a presence down at the uh, Chili Bowl this week. Uh there's an auction that's going to be going on Thursday at 11 a.m. inside the Sage Net Center. Uh, it will be in the bleachers just outside of Turn 4, where they've always had the auction. They've always had the auction there. They'll have a huge assortment of unique and autographed materials, including signed items from Tony Stewart, Parnelli Jones, Mario Andretti, Jason Johnson, Bobby Unser, Stevie Smith, Jack Hewitt, Emma Hahn, J.J. Yaley, A.J. Foy, Johnny Rutherford, Danny Smith, and the Chili Bowl 2013 A-Main starters, the 2023 A-Main starters, the starters from last year's A-Main, and many others. So check out that auction if you're down at the Chili Bowl this week, 11 a.m. in the fourth turn bleachers inside the Sage Net Center. Uh, all goes to a great cause, uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame Museum, which, by the way, is closed this week. And Bob Baker just sent me a couple of photos of the uh, uh, work on the new floor that they're working on this week. A lot of upgrades. A lot of upgrades going on up there. it up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum uh, this week. And this is a good week to have it closed to do that because everybody's down at the Chili Bowl, so... Uh, when you re-enter the Hall of Fame next time, it's going to look, look a lot better. Yeah. Right. So we got Ashton Torgerson coming up next. Right. He is uh, the guy that was ejected out of his car last year. It's a miracle. Yeah. And he's a winner of the Tulsa shootout. Comes back and wins a driller after all of that. And we're going to talk to him. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Ashton. Ashton Torgerson. Torgerson. I, I always screw up on that last name. Torgerson. Uh, he'll be back with us here in a moment, right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Mostly Motorsports is brought to you by Rod End Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more in a moment. Stay tuned. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing spread car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do.
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Kirk, we got a, a, a just an amazing guest coming up with us right now. Ashton Torgerson is joining us right now. And those of you who were at the Chili Bowl last year remember Ashton coming back inside the Shades Net Center three nights after a just a terrible incident. Uh, but it was one of the most memorable moments that I can ever remember at the Chili Bowl when Ashton came in, did a press conference on Saturday, and then the last day of the same year goes out and wins a driller this many months later right. at the Tulsa shootout last week in the winged A class, beating Dazen Persley and Frank Flood to the wire. Ashton Torgerson, congratulations. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, let's go back to last year, man. That that was a horrifying accident that you had. And I, you know what, what Kirk and I don't understand is, is that Flo didn't really talk that much about your situation that you had last year. And, and, and we think it's the most thrilling comeback victory ever at the Chili Bowl, what do you think? Yeah, I at mean, the shootout, I should chili, say. Yeah, the whole you know whole Chili Bowl deal is a um, scary deal for everyone and, and uh, all my family. But uh, first and foremost, I got to thank everyone for um, the thoughts and prayers that they had with me. And uh, like you said, it's just a, a great comeback to come back into the the Sagenet Center and be able to pick up that driller um, from the Wing Day class. Just uh, just an unbelievable feeling. To, to be back in here and to be on victory lane stage. Uh, that that incident, I happened to be in the fourth turn grandstand when that happened, and uh, I got I got to be honest with you, that was that was about as horrifying a thing as I think I've ever seen. But the the, the biggest thing that when you came back uh, in into on the that building, Saturday right. and did that press conference, and then that that moment that that you had down there before the races on Saturday night. Uh, that that was truly incredible. What were your thoughts going through your mind as you're standing down there on the stage uh, uh, talking about uh, coming back? You weren't able to race the rest of the week, obviously, but uh, coming back inside the Sage Net Center on Saturday night after that happened. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad, uh, you know, for what happened, I was, I was – uh, you know, pretty pretty good, and I'm glad you know I didn't break no bones or nothing, and uh, glad that I'm I'm here today and, and able to still race. So, uh, you know, got to thank you know all the people that you know had their thoughts and prayers to me, uh, the Chili Bowl staff. You know, they're just amazing, and they were quick on everything, and um, you know did everything right. So, uh, just a huge thanks to them, and then just being back in the building felt great, <laughs> felt great to be back in there and uh, kind of get up on stage. Yeah, uh, let's talk about your uh, winged A class win. 
uh, man, that was a thrilling victory. So just take us through that race a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we were in all four classes in the full shootout, and uh, the other three classes they were going they were going all right. And then uh, our wing day class, we went from six to one in the heat, and we felt pretty good all week in the uh, wing day class. And then lead into the qualifier, we uh, we started fourth and got to second, and then that would put us uh, on the front row for the A. And you know, I, I felt pretty comfortable in that car, like I said, all week, and so. I knew we had a uh, you know good shot and uh, you know started front row and let it let every lap. So um, you know I just had to hit my marks and I knew I'd be pretty pretty good, but I knew they'd be beyond me at you know the whole race. I mean, you had to be because Davison personally was right there, wasn't he? He was all over you, right? He was, yeah. Um, you know, for most the beginning of the race, I think a uh, flood was behind me most of the race, and then about last ten laps, and I would have. Uh, you know, Persley behind me, and um, was, you know, one and two, I kept running the top, and uh, Persley was kind of doing like a slider line, and uh, I could, you know, each lap I could kind of tell that he's gaining on me a little more, and then you know, I could look down and kind of see him coming a little bit more, a little bit more, and uh, you know, he got pretty close to me one time, and I was like, all right, you know, I gotta, I gotta be defensive here and and take his line, so um, that's what I did, and then. Uh, was able to hang on to the win. When you, when you have the talented drivers like a Frank Flood and those guys behind you, man, that that puts a little extra pressure on you, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, Frank Flood, he has multiple drillers and and days, and you know, they're both really great drivers. So um, with them behind me, I know I can't, I know I can't mess up at all, or or they'll be there to, you know, catch my mistake. So um, you know, I got to be focused, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know overdo it and, and mess up so right um no there's a lot of pressure on me when there's when you're at the Tulsa shootout all these guys are good and um whoever makes the A you know that's they're all talented and um really could win from wherever so I just had to just had to be smart I see your brother Austin is racing tonight you're going to go on Thursday night right yeah that's correct we're here at the, the Chili Bowl and uh I go Thursday night for my film night and so uh, my brother Austin will go um tonight and then I'll watch him, see how he does, and watch the other few nights, and kind of kind of get ready for the Chili Bowl and see what we can do Thursday. How how similar are your cars set up? Uh, has he got a little bit different driving than you do, or how 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 can you learn from what he'll do tonight? Uh, yeah, so pretty much our cars are the the exact same thing, pretty much. Um, you know, he's he's got a different driving style than me. He's uh, you know he kind of likes it more of a more of a tight car for the bottom, and I'm kind of, you know, a top guy. So uh, kind of just see what he feels and what he says, and if he if he feels good, we'll, we'll probably start off with, uh, you know, probably start off the setup he has and, and whatnot, but um, just take from what, what he says and kind of put that into my car for right. Thursday night. It, it, is, do you like your car a little more free than your brother likes his a little bit tight? Um, I would like, I would say, like, I like mine a little free just so I can go to the bottom or top and not uh, be, you know, too tight. Maybe up top if I'm too tight, I can't really, you know, go to the bottom. Or if I'm too tight on the bottom, maybe it's too tight up top. But, no, I like to be a little bit freer just so I can move around a little bit more. Yeah. Based on your laps at the Tulsa shootout and uh, you were out in practice yesterday, what do you think the track's going to be like all week? 
Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. I I think I hope it's really good and hope there's a uh, you know cushion um, up top. But no, I think the track will be good all week and uh, you know kind of see what the track does this, this first few nights and get a feel for it. But no, I think it should be a really good, a really great track. What'd you take out of the practice yesterday? Uh, the, the practice went you know pretty well. Um, the first one we were a little free, and so we we capitalized on it and. Uh, Tighten the car up for the second one, and the second session we felt we felt pretty good. Like uh, we we're we're pretty fast. We could go to the bottom or top, so we were happy with the car. And those two practice sessions helped me just get more comfortable in the car. So I'm ready to go for Thursday. Yeah, that is incredibly difficult to win in the Tulsa shootout with the number of cars in that class. It, uh, I mean, how many cars? That's pretty, that's pretty heady with the hundreds of race cars in that class. Right. And you came out on top. Yeah, there's, you know, hundreds of cars, and um, I feel like Tulsa shootout. You got to be good, but you also got to have a little bit of luck. But um, there's so many cars there that it just it takes so much to to you know be there, and uh, you know to start front row was. You know, it was pretty good for us, and, um, you know, it worked out for us. But you got to be so, so good there. You cannot mess up. Right. The win in that race had to give you a heck of a boost of confidence, did it not? To come back to the Chili Bowl now, you got all that past stuff out of the way. You come, you win a driller a week ago. Uh, man, you got that, that had to give you a big boost of confidence, did it not? Oh, it does. Um, it's still... Still unbelievable, unbelievable that I um, won that driller. Um, you know, I look at it every day and, and can't believe that I won it. So I'm still uh, still in shock. And we're, you know, like you said, it gives me gives me a lot of confidence. I feel pretty good um, going into practice, and then I feel pretty good now. So yeah. having that confidence for Thursday night, I think will be uh, will be great. Ashton, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the show today. Um, it was just a remarkable win to come back from what happened last year and play into what happened this year, and you win in that driller, man. That was just a thrilling victory for everybody. I think everybody was happy for you, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I was like you said, that's a perfect comeback. Um, you know, it's such a such a terrible thing that happened at the Chili Bowl, and then to come back for the full shootout and uh, and win a driller was just, you know, just just a perfect comeback like you said and um you know can't thank everyone enough for that but um i would say everyone is you know pretty happy and i know i know i was very happy so yeah um the driller means a lot to me yeah I, I, that's uh one of the most feel-good stories i think i've ever seen in racing no doubt is about your it. your triumph after you know what happened i i can't think of another feel-good story in racing that really tops this one in my whole life. So congratulations right. to you. No doubt about it. Pretty awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, means a lot to me. Okay, Ashton, thanks so much for joining us on the show. We appreciate it, and have a great week this week. All Good right? Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right, there you have it. Ashton Torgerson, how about that? All right. Man, that is that not the best feel-good story it was. of the year? Yeah, there's no... I, you know, in all my years of watching racing, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. Where uh, a guy gets ejected out of a car, and, and and we don't know why he got ejected out of the car, because we, we weren't going to ask that question. But it happened. But it happened. 
and he survived it. He survived it, and, and now he, he's a, a driller winner and, uh, to, to in watch the A him, class. To watch him walk back in the SageNet Center three days after that happened and do a press conference and then have that deal before the races that night, and then the top, if you don't think that's good enough, then to come back at the end of that same year and win a Tulsa shootout driller, that is just incredible. All right, I'm going to bail out of here. Kirk is going to do hour number two here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Kirk? All the uh, best to J.J. Sonneville yeah, and his no family. Doubt. No so doubt you're about be it. over there paying your respects to that. And yeah. Here we'll talk with Scotty Cook, do a little preview of the Chili Bowl. We'll also have Braxton Flat who is the junior sprint winner at the Tulsa Shootout, and hopefully we'll check in with Trenton Berry down at the Wild West Shootout coming up. All right, all that and more right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Today's Mostly Motorsports has been brought to you by Rod End Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more in a moment. Kirk Elliott is up next right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports brought to you by Rod End Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. This is Chili Bowl Week. It starts tonight at the Sage Net Center in Tulsa. 373 entries. Ready to go racing. Scotty Cook will be manning the microphone for the PA down in the infield and along with 
Brian Holbert and Tony Bachoven. If you're inside the SageNet Center, you'll be hearing a lot of those voices. Scotty, how you doing down there? Hey, Kirk Elliott, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing great. You know, it's the best Today's day of the like year. Christmas it, day. It's the first day of the Chili Bowl. Is there a better day in the whole year? It's like Christmas Day, my friend, every year. The first day of the Chili Bowl, and uh, you got to uh, take it all in and enjoy it because those who have been here for years, it'll be over before you know it. It is a long way. There is really no week like the Chili Bowl because of the uh, number of days. This thing spans seven full days when you count the practice, the five nights of qualifying, and then all day on Saturday. There is no other motorsports event like the Chili Bowl in the sense that it spans a full seven days in the week. There is no doubt about it, and uh, I tell you what, you know, it's funny to think that maybe 20 years ago that it was only a three-day show, and now uh, yeah. it's blown up, a record number of entrants. Not sure what the final count is, but it's upwards towards 350-plus. I got three. Uh, I got 373, according to the website, 373 as of yeah, Saturday. Yeah, say 370 somewhere, yeah. 373. Right. So, uh, yeah, just looking forward to get things started. I'm uh, setting up equipment myself to do my daily Chili Bowl Today show, and uh, so we're going to set sail and do that at about 2 o'clock and let everybody know that's listening that if you can uh, go to the Chili Bowl like page, Chili Bowl Nationals like page on Facebook, we'll be doing a uh, live pre-race show daily brought to you by the fine folks of Morton Excavating, powered by Cade Morton Racing Engines. So we'll just be bringing notables in. We'll do it for an hour each day, and... Um, just kind of bring everyone inside this massive building and uh, bring you the sights and sounds and, and talk to some of the notables that uh, will make up this 38th annual Chili Bowl National. Now this is uh, every day at, what, 2 o'clock? Yes, sir. We're going to do it at 2 p.m. each day. Yes, sir. And you'll have a lot of different drivers on and so forth. We had We just had Ashton Torgerson on. And, yeah. uh, man, y you know, I, I just uh, I keep saying this. I've been around racing a long time. It's probably the biggest feel-good story I think I've ever seen in racing when we were all so horrified that night when that incident happened. And then to see him walk back in that building three days later and that, no uh, set that, that ceremony before the races began that Saturday night uh, and then to see him come back and win a golden driller at the Tulsa shootout, have, have you ever seen anything like this that made you feel so good? Well, it was, first of all, you rewind to back, back last year when the accident happened, and then he walked into the building just uh, three days removed, brought the fans to their feet. I remember at that very instant having – chills yeah. and uh, goosebumps on my arm to see that kid standing on the stage. And then it, uh, it reminds me of uh, Victory Lane when I had him comment on the fact that uh, when he entered the building prior to the running of the 39th annual Tulsa shootout two weeks ago, um, you did not know that uh, fate would be in your pocket. And it's truly... There have been a lot of amazing stories in this building over the span of 39 years, but that one has to rank up there as one of the 
most amazing things that we've ever seen unfold in this building and uh, just a remarkable story. And by the grace of God, uh, the boy is still with us here today because you and I have talked quite a bit about it at length. And uh, it's just nothing short of a miracle that, that he's still with us after an accident like that. And sounds like he's uh, got enough confidence after what happened at the Tulsa shootout. He could surprise a lot of people on Thursday night. That's when he runs. No doubt. And on that note, I think, you know, uh, with the absence of uh, Larson and Bell and Rico this year, I think that uh, with the youth movement being on, um, and in full effect, I think this is the year that uh, not just one, but a multitude of uh, young, talented drivers could uh, surprise a lot of people in this building this, this year. My gut tells me that this will be the year for uh, young and talented drivers to shine at the Chili Bowl. And it's just uh, going to be one of those things that we'll have to see how these qualifying nights unravel. But uh, you know, I get to see enough races a year to where you can uh, develop a good eye for young talent. And um, my gut just says this is going to be the year where all this young talent is going to shine. And just let it roll out and see how it unfolds. And I think every, everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised with that. We have three former champions, uh, Sammy Swindell, five-time champion, Tanner Thorson, and last year's winner, Logan Seavey. Uh, and, of course, there's some other drivers that uh, you got to take a look at. Justin Grant would be one of them. He won the BC39 at Indianapolis last year, and he's there's come close no to winning the Chili Bowl. To, and a uh, number of other veteran drivers that you could take a look at. But, Scotty, who are the young drivers that you brought up that we all need to keep an eye on this week? Tanner Thorson into that mix as well. Yeah. Who are the other drivers that we need to take a look at for the rest of the week? Oh, my gosh, I knew you'd do that to me. Uh, there are so many that it's really, really hard to put a thumb on. Um, you want to, you know, you always want to take a look at uh, your drivers like Chris Wyndham, um, Blake Hahn. Blake Hahn has, uh, there's only one man named Greg Baker, Brett car driver up in the state of Minnesota that's one more driller's than Blake Hahn, but uh, all of Blake Hahn's drillers have come from the Tulsa shootout. I do believe that this is a year that uh, Blake could uh, step up and, and really do some damage in the field. Um, and and then to your, to your point, to your question, to go beyond that, go further than that, I mean, they're all, here, here's one that you're really going to want to keep your eye on. He turned some heads during the uh, Tulsa shootout. And this man, in my eyes and in my opinion, is currently the most talented and the most uh, versatile driver on dirt right now. One Ricky Thornton Jr. out of uh, the state of Indiana. What a personable young guy he is. He even showed up at our American Sprint Car Series Now 600 banquet the other night just to uh, come in support. And uh, outside of being a great guy, he is, uh, in my opinion, the most talented, versatile driver currently in dirt track racing right now. So you want to keep your eye peeled on him. Nick Hoffman, I think, is somebody that you want to keep your eye on as well. He is a fender guy. 
but he flat knows how to get around this place too. Um, yeah, and I could sit here and go on and on and on and name some names, some notables that uh, you want to keep your eye peeled. That's the beauty of the Chili Bowl, Kirk, that um, it's obviously just a melting pot of the who's who in all of motorsports, and it's not isolated to particularly dirt track racing. You know, we've got NASCAR stars coming in here and uh, stars from other forms of uh, motorsports, Santino Ferrucci uh, from the Indianapolis IndyCar Series, Indianapolis 500. So this particular event is uh, unique in and of itself that uh, it is literally the uh, only event in motorsports annually where it's a melting pot of all of the most talented drivers on the planet, and it, it makes for no wonder. I mean, it makes for the most exciting racing that you'll see annually. I'm asked very often up and down the road, what are the, what is the best racing? What is the best track you see each and every year? And without blinking an eye, for anybody that's never been to the Chili Bowl and you like good wheel-to-wheel hard racing, you come to the Tulsa Expo Center. There's no doubt that this racetrack, amazing as it is, as massive as this building is, but as small as the racetrack is that we're able to have a racetrack that lends to some of the best racing that we see all year, and we see it night in, night out, year in, year out. And it's just a, a treat to be here and, and to be able to do it again this year, and I'm just excited and ready to let her rip. Jonathan Beeston. Don't sleep on Jonathan this year. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know. I, Jonathan Beeston. I, I, him... And and the, and uh, sunshine. I, those guys are always there. I I don't. They don't have the guys that are need to worry about this year. The big three names. Uh, those are the two guys. I'll tell you another one. And Thomas Thomas Meserol. Let me tell you another one. Nobody's talking yeah. about. Nobody is talking about Buddy Kofoid. Remember he had that bad qualifying night. Didn't get. He he led. I think he was going to win that qualifying night there, Scotty. And he got, got up, up in a wreck. Yeah, he got caught, and he didn't make the show. And so, right. uh, Buddy Kofoid, I nobody's talking about him, and something tells me he's going to be a factor before the end of the week. Right, right. I, I believe um, this year in particularly, we stand a good chance to see a first-time winner yeah. at the Chili Bowl, and that's always refreshing. And I was very remiss, Todd, uh, to not mention, uh, well, and Kirk, Buddy Kofoid or Thomas Messerall, when I was on your show the last time after the shootout or before the shootout a couple of weeks ago, Kirk, you and Scott asked me uh, really the same question, who to, who to watch, who, who might we want to watch this year. And I think that this is the year for Thomas Messerall. Um, he's coming fresh off of a <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> successful run down there in um, New Zealand in a midget. Uh, we all know that uh, seat time, uh, equates to no rust on the suit and on the <laughs> on the gloves. So um, he's going to come in here fresh. Uh, Thomas Metzerall wants to win the Chili Bowl Nationals more than any event that he's ever entered, and I think that uh, he stands a really, really good chance of faring well this year. Yeah, he's in a different ride now than he was uh, with the RMS. Uh, you know, he's uh, driving different stuff uh, from when he was at driving the... For, yeah, Driving for Engler. Yeah, that's it. And it's, a, it's yeah. good equipment. So Thomas Messerol, T-Mez, has got a really good shot at it. Hey, before I let you go, tonight 
is a big night, the opening night. Also, the O'Reilly Auto Parts Invitational Race of Champions. 16 drivers will be going at it. Uh, your thoughts about tonight? I see some of the uh, top drivers in tonight's uh, racing action and the regular show are Chase Briscoe. We got Cannon McIntosh, Jerry Coons Jr., Chris Wyndham, Tanner Carrick, among others. Your thoughts about tonight's opening night with that race of champions? Well, I think the race of champions, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, it serves as a nice to involved in the race. And for the fans, it's just a bonus for everyone to be able to see really, really good racing. And, uh, you know, uh, you run down those names like uh, Sammy Swindell, Tanner Carrick, and on down the line. And really, it's an opportunity for uh, fans to see. You talk about when they enter this building, the best drivers in the country. Well, uh, you take those best drivers in, in this country, and then you pick the best of those best past champions and on down the lines. It serves as a really, really entertaining event. Um, in years past, you know, uh, we've seen some really entertaining races, and so tonight should be no different. Um, great that, you know, yeah. uh, they, they put Sammy back into it. You know, you love him, you hate him. Uh, he's getting up there in years. He's uh, long in the tooth, and uh, whether you love him or you hate him, Sammy Swindell's always going to offer entertainment, and uh, especially when he gets in this building. So, you know, it's uh, just refreshing to see uh, Sammy Swindell at such a such an age to be still competitive. Not yeah. quite as competitive yeah. as he was maybe five years ago because, uh, you know, we can't cheat father time, but and it's a young man's game, but it, it's always great to have Sammy as a part of any event, and he'll be fun to watch in that tonight. And The race of champions uh, is always a, a, a very entertaining race to watch. I'm going to let you go, Scotty. Good luck uh, doing the uh, activity on the PA tonight. you got a show coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, people can watch that on Facebook Live on the Chili Bowl yeah. site? Or where yeah, yeah. Find check that? out the Chili Bowl page, and at 2 o'clock we'll be doing uh, Chili Bowl today, brought to you by Morton Excavating, powered by Cave Morton Racing Engine. We're going to round up one Chase Briscoe and Jerry Koontz Jr. to kick off the show today, a very special year for Jerry Koontz because uh, of all the Chili Bowls that he has run, uh, that 163 dueling midget that he was so much a very part of for all those years, yeah. uh, his young, talented son, Kale, is going to make his Chili Bowl debut in the dueling 63. Of course, that race car has visited Victory Lane here at the Chili Bowl Nationals. Brian Clawson behind the wheel. So it's going to be a very, very special year for Jerry Koontz. So we'll enjoy visiting with him along with Chase Briscoe and many, many others throughout the week as we uh, progress through this 38th annual Chili Bowl Nationals. Thank you much, Scotty. We'll see you down there. Hey, Kirk, before I let you go, yep. uh, before we get out of here, um, say hello to my little buddy who won the Junior Sprint Nationals. You guys are going to have a really, really good time uh, visiting with him, and he is a very, very personable young man out of Monmouth, Illinois. Braxton Flat is going to be a name that you're going to want to remember because he's got mad talent, and all he wants to do is put that helmet on and go forward. So you guys enjoy visiting with him and uh, have fun with that. Thank you, bud, Scotty. All right, God bless you, Kirk. We'll see, see you down you there. Soon. You bet. Scotty Cook.
uh, previewing the Chili Bowl. And speaking of Braxton Flat, we've got him on right now. He's joining us as the junior sprint winner at the Tulsa Shootout. Braxton, congratulations. Thank you. Man, you've won a lot of big races so far. You won the, uh, what, the, the Keith Coons Motorsport race down there at, at Texas. That that was a big trophy, but uh, do you like that driller just a little bit better than that other trophy, or well, what's the best one? Uh, I, that driller's hard to beat. Uh, that driller's, that, it's nice. I like it. <laughs> it was big. Well, uh, talk about how you were able to pull off that win uh, last Sunday night down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was not easy. You had a lot of competitors you had to beat, and J.J. Beeson was one of those. Uh, just to kind of talk about how you are able to come from sixth starting spot to win that race. Uh, well, uh, I just had to run a good line, run my own race, and a fast car. So thanks to Chad. Chad Boat has given you a lot of help uh, with this car. How, how did that all come about? Um, so I think it all started when um, my friend LW and Wyatt, they um, like talked to Chad, and then um, I got to meet Chad, and then I we started last year running for Chad, and then um, – we started winning all these big races, so, yeah. How did you ever get started racing? How did how did you get started doing this? Um, I started when I was seven years old, um, and I, I, I raced outlaw carts, um, raced my own stuff. I was number 88 in outlaw carts. Yeah. Um, and I just raced in local tracks around Illinois. So, like, Sebastian Speedways, Viola Boys Speedways, and uh, English Creek. So, I raced all over Illinois. Did you win right away when you first got started? No. Um, my very first race, I got second. But, <laughs> well, that's close. It took me a little bit to finally win a race, but um, after... Like, a little bit, I won my first race. Well, sounds like you were really good to start off with. Uh, just uh, did, do, you, do you have goals set for yourself? What What do you want to ha- see happen in in your racing career down the road? Well, um, I feel like this season I want to win, like, 25 to 30 races. Yeah, that's um, a good goal. And um, I'm just excited to run that restricted micro with Chad this season. So, 25 to 30. How many did you win last year? I think uh, like 21, 22-ish. <laughs> Man, that's pretty good. Push it up there a little bit, aren't you? Well, uh, just uh, the, the Tulsa shootout is uh, just an incredible uh, win to get that. Uh, just to how, how does that compare? You won that big race down there at the Texas Motor Speedway down there. Just to, uh, first of all, talk about how you were able to win that race and how you compare these two big wins. Um, well, Texas and the shootout are a little bit different. 
um, at the shootout, there was a little bit more cars, and then in Texas, there was less cars, but um, it was it was still really cool um, for both of those races. Now, are you going to continue to drive junior sprints for another year? Just what's the plan? You're going to step up in class, I'm sure, but what's the timetable for stepping up into uh, some bigger, more powerful cars? Well, Chad said if I win that shootout, I'm retiring from junior sprints. So um, I'm done racing junior sprints, and I'm just a full-time restricted micro driver now. Wow, so that that was the finale of Junior Sprints. When you won that driller down there, that's it for that. We're moving on, right? Yeah. Good for you. So, what did, tell tell me about your dad, your mom, your family? Uh, were they all racers too? Oh, my dad raced mob bikes um, around Illinois a little bit, um, and my mom didn't race any. Um, my grandpa, he raced snowmobiles, um, and that's my brother races a little bit down here in Illinois. So, um, yeah. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I got one brother and one sister. And they're racers too? Uh, my brother is, but not my sister. Your sister don't want it. Is she a fan? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not really. Not really interested. Did she come watch you race? Um, yeah, she watches me okay. a lot, yeah. So you're sitting, let me, let me put a paint a picture for everybody. So you're sitting in the principal's office right now doing your interview on the, with the mostly motorsports and the racing boys right now. And, and, uh, what, what does all your friends think that you're, you got out of class to go to the principal? Do they think you got in trouble or do they think you're just down there doing, doing an interview? Um, I told them that I was going to be coming down here at one thirty or so. Um, so they knew, and they were like, good luck. <laughs> what, what, so, grade, what grade are you in? Fifth, fifth grade. Fifth grade? Yeah. Wow. Just uh, I mean, what was that like to celebrate that big win down there in Tulsa? That, that uh, huge crowd in there, and you're standing up there holding that golden driller just to – Tell me what that was like. It was it was obviously one of the biggest races I've ever won. It was an awesome moment to experience, and uh, hopefully we can get some more big races in like that, too. Film. And uh, it was just crazy. It was awesome. So. I'll bet that felt really good driving back to Monmouth, Illinois, that next day after winning that. Were you... How surprised were you to say, I mean, there's a lot, hundreds of race cars you got to beat. Uh, just what were your expectations going into this event? Did you think you really had a pretty good shot to win before you even arrived in Tulsa? Yeah, I felt like I had a really good, a really good shot because Chad has fast cars. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's like I worked really hard all season to get to that, so... Um, yeah, it was really hard to win. Do you work on the race cars too? Uh, some just a little bit. Do you, so, so you can understand how they work? Yeah. How important is that as a driver to understand what goes into setting up the race car? Um, well, I have to know if like 
like the car is loose or tight and um like I have to tell I have to be able to tell my dad and Chad and all them like yeah. what the car is doing. Well, not everyone is like that. Not there's a, I'm sure there are a lot of young drivers like yourself that just jump in and drive the car and they don't really understand. That kind of gives you a leg up, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like it does a little bit. Well, good for you. Well, congratulations, Braxton. That is a huge win. Uh, and you were up against another Braxton, Braxton Bush, too. Did you did you meet him? Yeah, I beat him. He tipped over at the beginning of the race. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm really good friends with him. He's a really nice kid. Yeah, he he seems to be. But you're you're the one that's holding the trophy right now. That that that's the big part about that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that trophy's cool. Well, good for you. Congratulations, Braxton. Thanks so much for uh, spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate it. Good luck Thank to you, you this year. Thank you. All right. Uh, there. Everybody, everybody make sure to follow my Facebook page at, at Braxton Flat. So go follow my Facebook page. Awesome. We'll put that up we'll on. We'll put our, that up. Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah, over we'll there. put that up and we'll show everybody and then we'll replay this interview this Saturday so you can tell all your your family and friends that we're going to play it again on Saturday. So, good job, Braxton. That, all right. You did a really good job, buddy. I was going to ask you, when's your next race? When do you get back in a car? Um, uh February in Florida. Oh, you're going to Florida. We're at down yeah, there. Yeah, micro. Where are you racing at? Ocala. Ocala. Awesome. We'll be watching down there. Thanks again, Braxton. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. There he is. How about that? Hey, let me tell you something. We've done interviews, Kirk, for a long time. We've done them on radio, TV, streaming. He was good. That kid... I, I even I've done he's twelve. I've, How old is he's he? Fifth grade, so he's ten or eleven or twelve. 10. Yeah, so wow. twelve years old at the he ain't, he's not a teenager. He's a little kid. And let me tell you that that interview right there, that's a really good interview. I've had yeah. adults that do not do as well as that kid did. And let me tell you, he was down in the principal's office, and uh, like I told him I, when I was in the principal's office, they called him out of class to do this interview. Yeah, and I told him when I was in the principal's office, I wasn't there <laughs> to do an interview with the racing boys i was there to talk to the principal because i had done something silly so i told him he's doing really good and he got called to the principal's office but it's for a good thing for a good thing yeah and i said that's a good and let me say we're we're showing a picture of his facebook page right now like you said man flat out motorsports braxton flat with flat out motorsports it's it's good stuff man and and uh we really appreciate his his facebook page for promoting his him coming on the show today because they went ahead and pre-promoted that they were going to be doing the show and everything so yeah. make sure you guys go over to his facebook page and give it a like and uh, give him a follow this kid's going to be entertaining from day one so I, I i look forward to watching this kid from here on out this is going to be pretty cool yeah we're a big fan of braxton flat that's did, an easy name to remember did too. you see his little interview that he had kirk um flow tv had this interview with him yeah, i saw that and and it was the funny it was so good and if you go back and just do a braxton flat search and 
and he talks about how he's just going to give him a little bump and a bump and run and and, it, and right there in the pits and so it, like you yeah. said it was a really good interview and talk, uh, talk about bumping and running bumping and running <laughs> so uh like you said braxton he's got a bright future and uh let's just hope he has fun out there and continues to make this fun and not a make it tough on him. Yeah, in about is, 10 years we'll be playing that interview and he'll be a, we'll have it a big superstar. We'll have then. it archived and it'll yeah. be in there. <laughs> we'll have it. All right. Well, we're going to talk late model racing when we come back and we're going to attempt to uh, reach uh, Trenton Berry, who is the pit reporter for Flow Racing's coverage of the Wild West shootout. And we'll do all of that when we come back more of Mostly Motorsports brought to you by Rod End Supply when we return. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod End Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod End Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod End Supply is an assortment of Rod End's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod End Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodendsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod End Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod End Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod End Supply is an assortment of Rod End's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod End Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodendsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports, brought to you by Rod In Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Also going on this week is the Wild West Shootout at Botto Speedway Park in New Mexico. They've already had two nights of racing so far. They'll be back in action on Wednesday night with three big nights of racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. Flow Racing doing a great job with their coverage, and Trenton Berry is down in the infield doing the infield pit reporting and victory lane interviews. He's joining us right now. You got the day off today, huh, Trenton? Yeah, yeah, we did. I always always look forward to uh, always look forward to this Monday after uh, after getting started there with a couple days. So yeah, just kind of uh, hanging out a little bit today, and uh, had a great friend of mine. Uh, we call him G-Man. I'm, I'm actually sitting in the car with him right now. He uh, he flew in from Williston, North Dakota last night, so I'm getting to hang out with him today, which is just incredible. And, uh, yeah, just just kind of <clears throat> laying low, going to watch that football game a little bit later tonight. Uh, the national championship, Michigan versus Washington. Who are you picking in that one? Yeah, probably Michigan. I don't really yeah. care, but um, probably Michigan. Here's why. Here's why I think it should be Michigan, and here's why. Like I've got, I've got kind of a, you know, I always got kind of a twisted way of thinking about things, Kirk. You, you've done that over the years, I, and I, I kind of like chaos and whatever. So uh, <clears throat> I think I think Harbaugh is more likely to leave if he wins, and so I'm hoping Harbaugh leaves because he'll definitely screw some things up in the NFL and make it exciting and interesting. So, That's I'm, yeah. I'm pulling for Michigan to there, win this. There thing. you go. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, be there. Just, you know, 
And then it's he's some, go- something he, to keep me interested. And then he's going to the NFL after that, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think, and yeah. I, I think he's got a better chance to go to the NFL if he leaves the winter. Yeah, yeah. if they win, he's probably going to move on. And I'm like you. He's just weird enough to do some th- weird things in the NFL that we've been missing, and we got to have kind of those quirky yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Can you, hey, seriously, think about this for just a second. Can you imagine whatever team Harbaugh goes to coach that goes and plays against the uh, the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel? I mean, you want to talk about two, wow. two guys that are wild coaches. Yeah, two two guys. You know who, I mean? Yeah, 10 years ago, those two type of guys, well, not 10 years ago, but those type of Guys, yeah, you don't see that on both sides of the field. I'm with you on that, Trenton. That guy is... You know when I see Mike McDaniel at Miami, you know who I think of, Trenton? I think of your partner, Who's Stick. That? He looks like Stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I'm going to stop his here and tell him that. That's he awesome. Mike McDaniel does not look like a head football coach, but hey, what, what do I no. know? No, he does not. He does not. But hey, they're pretty good, so... I guess we'll find out how good they are. That's what I'm going to say. We'll find out, right? Yeah. All right. Let's talk racing. Uh, really, two you good bet. nights of racing. Uh, on Saturday night, we had Kate Dillard win. Last night, it was Bobby Pearson. I thought Mike Marler was going to get it done last night. But uh, talk about last night. If that yellow flag hadn't come out, I think uh, Mikey gets it done. What do you think? Man, I think it was going to be awful hard to pass him, especially the, the cars that he had between them there. Uh, that Mikey was in a really good spot. Uh, I just I don't think he probably wanted the yellow, but um, that's the way it happened. And and uh, Bobby was right there. You know, Bobby was he was really good Saturday night too. I mean, it kind of sounds like a broken record at this point. Bobby's good everywhere he goes, but um, you, know, he, you know he fell back and then had to push forward Saturday. Um, and just just got that one spot better there of. Mikey Marler, and he Mike got into the wall there coming off of four. I don't know yeah. how that looked on, on TV. I didn't go back and watch that, but Mike got into the wall there just, I mean, just laying the coals of the race car, trying to keep the spot late in the race, and um, it was a it was a fantastic feature. I, I think probably, and I kind of said a little bit of this, I don't know that I said it the best way in the, the rap last night, but I really think for me the, the, the theme that's going to stick with me from last night was just the, the resilience of of Chad and Lewis that are, are spearheading the track for up because that was just a completely, uh, totally unfair and miserable circumstance that they were expected to go perform at a high level. And, and they stuck with it and they pulled it off. And there aren't a whole lot of places or people that are going to put that kind of work in to make sure that you get a great race. And they knew the talent that was in the pits and they knew what those guys were capable of if they could get them the racetrack. And I'm telling you, they worked on it all day, all night, worked their butts off, and and they got it. And to me, that was the uh, that was that was the biggest thing that that is going to stick with me about last night's race. I'm I'm so proud of of the effort, and uh, man, it just makes you proud to be part of that that crew. You know, like I'm not on the track prep or the operations crew, but it's all kind of one group that comes out here and works. And just so proud of those guys, and and I want to. Want to just take a second and make sure that they get their their due credit for the the work and the, and the excellence that they brought to that yesterday. Well, that can't be underestimated. Those of us who've been around track prep people know how difficult that is. And when you talk about the wind 
and the changing weather conditions that they had to deal with last night for them to prep that racetrack as good as they had it last night. I don't think a lot of people has not been around this kind of stuff really understand how difficult that was to get that track as good as it was last night with the wind coming up and the weather just changing throughout the course of the night. And it was nuts. It was it was sunny. It was windy. The wind died down. It was overcast. It was overcast and windy. And then it was overcast with like a 30 to 40 mile an hour sustained. You couldn't even see outside of the, the racetrack before the sun went down. You kind of kind of lose perception once the sun goes down. But the, the wind didn't let up. The wind picked up even after the sun went down. Uh, I, man, and it's so sandy here to start with. I mean, we're in the desert, so... Yeah. It's you're already dealing with tough conditions on a great day, uh, man. I just so just so proud of their effort. Really, I just it, it's remarkable. One of the best jobs that I've ever seen any race I've ever been to for guys that just refuse to give up on it. What's it look like the rest of the week, Trenton? Yeah, so they're saying that it looks a little better for the end of the week. I honestly yeah. hadn't hadn't looked myself. I was just kind of listening a little bit in there the wrap-up meeting last night but uh they're they're pretty optimistic they're going to be able to get the rest of it in last night was as far as the long-range forecast coming into the event last night was going to be the problem night and it was definitely not without its share of (laughs) problems that that got thrown their way you know but uh ultimately got an end so that was good i I think i think everybody's looking forward to uh, a a strong end to this thing and it was a it was a great race. There was a lot of passengers. I mean, it was a it was a really fun race to watch. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was a great. I love this racetrack, and I've 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 told everybody. You know, this was the so last night would have been the 13th Wild West Shootout feature that's ran here, and I mean, I can I can count off the top of my head, you know, eight or ten of those that are just ones you just never forget about. <laughs> you know, whether it's yeah. JD Bobby Pierce the you know, the fact that Kyle Larson's been so close that, you know, that was Kyle's seventh one last night and he's not been outside. I think Ben and DJ said, don't quote me on this a hundred percent, but I believe they said last night, he's not finished outside of the top six in any of those, but he's not quite cracked victory lane yet, but he's, he's been right there in every one of them. So, um, you gotta think, I don't know. I don't know if everybody does. But I think, I, I think he probably breaks through and get, gets him a win here, especially, uh, on the heels of, uh, the turnaround from night one to, to night two. Um, you got to think Bobby Pierce has probably got another one in him. Cade, Cade could have another one in him. Um, and there'll be some other ones. I, I think Brandon Shepard's coming this next weekend. It's kind of what I've been told. So um, he'll probably jump good. in the middle of this thing and mix it up right away, too. Oh, that's good to hear. Brandon Shepard joining the mix. Uh, Kyle Larson yeah. coming from. I so I don't know. Go ahead. But I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's Wednesday or if it's this next weekend. So okay. but that was that was what I was told that he was going to be coming. I heard Larson is not going to be there Wednesday night. Is that right? Well, so that was what they had said. But then Ben, I talked to Ben, and he said so. He had a he had a photo shoot for Hendricks. Get was what was scheduled. Um, that was going to take him out of Wednesday. But I I believe maybe they were able to get that moved. So okay. I don't know that that's a hundred percent. But I I believe he is planning to be there. Wednesday. Okay, so he'll be at all the so, nights. He he came from fourteen. And if he's to, not, that's that's what it is. He came from 14th to 5th on Saturday night, and last night it looked like he was going to challenge for the win. Looked like he might have used his tires up a little bit there at the end. Yeah. What do you think? That's kind of that's kind of what I thought too. Probably just the tires probably just went away right there at the end. But 
you know, it's so funny because he, he talks about how he, you know, to, to Kyle that he struggles in these late models and to everybody that watches him, it's like, oh my gosh, this isn't even close to your familiar discipline that you grew up with or have much experience with. And, oh my gosh, how, how are you able to compete like this? And then you know, you're like, well, it's just Kyle Larson. You see why he runs for Hendrick and you see why he's going to go run the Indy 500 and all this, but man, to, to him, he's not satisfied with where he's at. And, and that's, I think, part of the reason he's, I said it on the broadcast. I think he is right now. I think he is the greatest American race car driver that exists at this this day and time right now. Yeah. He kind of he didn't really scoff at it, but he kind of was kind of taken back by it. Whatever. He he Kyle's pretty humble, so I, I really respect that. But to me, it's it's wild to see how he uh, how how serious he is about this. How serious he takes this. You know this this isn't a game for him. He he desperately wants to to win one of these and, and be able to compete in these cars, and he does compete in cars. He shoot, he goes out and wins World Outlaws and Lucas races just and then just moonlights and then goes and runs his Cup stuff and his 410 stuff, and you're just like, oh my gosh, how how does this happen? But um, I'm just I'm so impressed with it. You know, we this is stuff that's not not going to get reported, but we're uh, uh, he he's got a GoPro in his car every night, and my my boy Josh Mathis has, uh, came out with me that. You know, he does a bunch of this GoPro stuff when he's not uh, working with, with us and on the road. Uh, he's our infield guy for the USMTS, so he goes to all those races with us. But, but he's got a, he's, he's built a really nice GoPro uh, program. And YouTube pages, Mathis Media, there's there's a ton of stuff uh, going up on it and a ton of stuff that's there. If any of the listeners want to go check it out on YouTube, he, he does a great job. Um, he's Kyle's running a GoPro this week every, every every night and and the reason was is he wanted to be able to go back and, and watch his races and assess his performance you know from uh you know the first two races and watch him here before he goes and races the rest of the week so just really admirable the amount of dedication that, that he puts into this and how how serious he takes it so you, you see why he's a champion and why he he is as good as he is and you see how can he do it one of the fun moments of these broadcasts are when you guys make predictions right before they roll off with the yeah. A-Main. And last night, you chose, you were the first one to pick, and you went yep. right to Turbo, Tyler Erb. He yep. came out with a pretty good night last night, didn't he? He did, a real good night. And I just I just liked what I'd seen out of him. I li- and I liked, you know, the, here's the other thing you don't see in the broadcast. I, I talked to him a little bit in the pits, and I just, not swagger and not arrogance, not cog, but just kind of confident. And I, I like, I like that. And when it comes to, to making those picks, I mean, it, it's a crapshoot, you know, that just as yeah. well as I do, but, but I, I do try to put some thought into it and have a, have a reason behind why I say what I say. And some nights there's, there's more than others, just being completely honest. But I really felt like, I really felt like he was where he needed to be and was in a spot that he was going to really be able to contend. And, Ultimately, he didn't win, but I mean, he was he was right there in it. You know, we we take that front row away too, which I like that. That kind of makes it boring picking off the front row. Yeah. More, more more times than not, if you go over the course of the season, I don't have any data to back this up. This is kind of my gut feeling, but you know, if I, if I go pick eighty races a year, more times than not, I'm going to win if I just stick on that front row. So that that, that kind of makes it boring to pick off the front row. Uh, so. Well, you yeah, went to the I, I third. Thought, you I went to the third was, row. You went not the second yep, row. I went but to the third row. Yeah. Yep. But I did. But I. But I felt. I felt confident in that pick last night. I really did. And and I think that that 
that bird out, you know. So, uh, Herb, you know, the only thing about I love it when he wears that prison uh, driver's suit. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's me pretty too. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't he's have it on last he's a great night. Great personality. He didn't. I don't ha- know, you ever had him on? You ever, you ever been able to talk to him? He, he's a wonderful personality. Okay. We've not he's, had him on cool. before. He's we got all, yeah. He's got all kinds of good stories. You know, here's what's cool about Turbo is he is locked in on dirt late model racing. But even more than that, he's just locked in on dirt racing. I mean, that guy is up to speed on what's uh, on, on what's going on. Like he know he knows so much about what what's happening and taking place and stuff that he doesn't race. And he's just a he's a huge race fan too, which is is super cool. I want to ask you about some of these uh, modified guys. Uh, well, first yep. of all, Kate Dillard has uh, won both modified races, uh, and he also won the late model race, doubled up on Saturday night. Cade, uh, he's, yep. he's really uh, an up-and-coming driver, isn't he? He is, and he, you know, so his, this is his favorite racetrack, and he, he will tell you that if you ask him. Um, he won a World Outlaws late model race there in 20, and he's won in the race car that he's won these first two modified races with. He won the last two USRA Fall Nationals uh, races as well. That are, you know, that's a pretty, pretty prestigious win in the, in the modified ranks. So, um, it's uh, it was uh, it was cool that uh, that he's been able to carry that success over. Cade's got a, a a business building these race cars as well, and he's growing his customer base. And I would say he'll probably be growing his customer base even more uh, by the fact people watching these first two races. I, I bet his phone's going wild uh, for people to want to get in his race cars, but he's good with his customers and he's good with his sponsors. And he's the uh, he's full package. Quite a few of your USMTS stars are down there racing this week. Yeah. It kind of feels yep. like old home week yep. for you, doesn't it? So so it does, and that's that's kind of what this Wild West shootout always had a strong modified feel, but it's but it's gotten better past few years no no question about it and i think too so many of them love this racetrack and that's that's one of the over overarching kind of themes i think taken out of this is you know this wild west shootout has shined a national spotlight square on this racetrack and and it is it is held in guard and you know people will will they'll adjust plans and, and make plans and burn vacation and travel and spend thousands of dollars to, to get here and be here and compete. It's, uh, it's, it's really because the, the show's just, just off the charts, really, you know, 60 entries. That's pretty good car count, uh, for the modified. Great. There. Great. Great. You know, so it was, uh, uh, there's a where's machine bonus too. That, that's going to be up for grabs and it's five or more. They paid out the four more a few years ago to Rodney Sanders a couple of years ago. And uh, so it, it went to five or more now. And so Kate will be the only one eligible for that. He was only planning on racing his modified a few shows, and he didn't know about the bonus. But now that he found out about the bonus, I think he's going to plan to unload until he's not qualified for the bonus, at least, at least what it sounded like when we were in victory lane last night. Okay, so, so yeah, Kate. Great, great field. There's no one driver's going to sweep the whole week, but tell us what's left of these bonuses here. How, how's that all lay out? Yeah, and so it's I, I'm I'm not the best one on that one. So the 
the the truck the truck deal is off because they had to win all six races to win the new pickup. Yeah. So that deal's off. The, Pen- the Penske deal was three hundred thousand for all six. Um, I think it went to a five and a four, so um, a, f- a five would still be on the table. I think it was a hundred thousand, maybe something like that. Yeah. And the, the Weir's machine was was five or more, um, so that one's in play for Cade. I don't don't know exactly the dollar figure on it uh but it it was it was a lot as well and the arizona differential was in the x mods and it's four or more uh so it is still on the table for everybody too nick rivera and jc morton uh were the two winners there so either of those guys can win three more they qualify anybody else have to sweep the rest of the show to qualify in that one so um there's still versions of them on the table all except for the, the pickup the pickup is is off uh off the off the sheet right now. And I think all of these uh, late model features, so it's $11,000, and then yes. Sunday night 26 pays 26000 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money out there on Sunday night. And I, I believe, I haven't heard yet, but I think that Sunday race is probably going to be 50 laps, and I, I believe that's what they ran in the past. So and uh, these, they're all, these are all 40s, and they're yeah. going to run a they're run a 50 on Sunday for that, that twenty six grand to, to cap it off next weekend, which is just be awesome wow it's this is a great race guys this is one of my favorite trips of the year i love this part of the country i love the people that uh that i've been able to meet out here um, you know we've been coming out here for 10 years now for our own stuff and, and now wild we shoot out um it's just uh you know they're 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 having crappy weather here and it's 43 degrees and the sun's shining today so <laughs> you know life's pretty life's pretty good it's a lot better than here not a great weather day yeah, this would be considered not a great weather day. So um, I just, I, I really enjoy it. I uh, The one thing nobody knew two years ago when they made the decision to move it, I don't think anybody could account for how elite that the racing was going to consistently be. And I think that's, that's been the thing that, that so many people talk about. Um, and it's it's a this a well of a racetrack. I'm telling you, there's there's no thing left undone at this place. It's just, it, it's on par with Lucas Oil Speedway. You know what? I, I'll give Wheatland one nod over it. Wheatland has has paved the pits, and they have concrete pit pads here for a lot of the teams that want them. It is is literally the the only only difference. Um, everything else is is. Uh, is on point and, and done at that level. So it's a, it's a phenomenal place. And, and, uh, the, the racing and the show speaks for itself. And, you know, I only get to work a couple of races a year for flow, just with the schedule and everything else we got going on. And I'm sure appreciate for the chance to, to come back out here. Yeah. I, uh, I, I try to add to the show and, um, I'm, I'm just thrilled. They still asked me to come be a part of it. Well, you guys are doing all a great job, Dustin and Ben and you, and we can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday night, and we'll hook up next week and kind of get a rundown on how it all went next week. You kind of been you kind of you kind of been our breaking news place. You want a little breaking news before we leave? Yes, sir. This this hadn't been out, so uh, so not not the Wild West Shootout going forward because that's that's owned and promoted as a, and a lease deal the racetrack, but. Uh, starting this season and we'll begin with the winter meltdown, which is going to be the, an arms sanctioned event, going to be the arms season opener and the season opener here at the racetrack. Um, we're going to be the new 
uh, streaming home for, for Vado Speedway. So wow. Something I've been working on for a little bit. Um, You're going to carry all their events? Put, put in place. Yep. Wow. They got 32 events on the schedule, um, and one of those one of those is one of the big ones right at the end of the year, which is it's basically a USMTS race, the USRA Fall Nationals in October. So awesome. I'm, I'm super, super excited for that opportunity. Um, I'm eternally appreciative to Rel Jones for, for giving us a chance and, and believing in us because none of this happens. <laughs> this Wild West shootout doesn't happen without Royal here, and, and this, this deal for, for racing dirt doesn't either. So uh, that's not been put out anywhere yet. Um, we just uh, we just got the agreement and the details put into place the other day. Congratulations! Um, um, I'm so excited to be able to offer that to uh, to everybody that that tunes into Race of Dirt. And so that's there's no no price increase, nothing changes. Just uh, you, you get your get your Race and Dirt account, and that's that's going to be out there on the Saturday nights as well. There's Saturday night racetrack, so um, they have a good field. They've done a neat thing out here too. They uh, they've really got a good following of 305 sprint cars, and they got a good following of modifieds, and they started running them on a on a rotation basis as their premier division for the night. So uh, they're USRA sanctioned and the modifieds in their next months, and I believe they're stock cars too. So uh, it just it just really fits with a lot of what we do and what we offer. It, it's weird because it's it's so far away from home miles wise, but it but it just fits all the stuff that, that we do as a company. Man, you talk about talk about awesome racetracks. It's 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 on point with the, the best ones in the country. So, well, thanks for breaking that news with us here on Mostly Motorsports. Yep. Really appreciate it. So, yep. Well, yep. Uh, safe travels. Uh, uh, we'll look forward to seeing the races on Wednesday night. Thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you next Monday. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, hope you guys are all having a great start to the new year. And I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. Hey, you bet. Thanks a lot, Trenton. Take care. See you. All right. Yep, bye. Trenton Berry, breaking some news. RacingDirt.com is going to be carrying all the events at Votto Speedway Park. How about that? So we appreciate all of the uh, people who joined us on the show today. Tanner Thorson, Ashton Torgerson, Scotty Cook, Braxton Flat, Trenton Berry. Todd, we got to bail out of here. I'm going to head south to Tulsa. It's getting ready to get a little nasty out there is what I've been getting some reports on the line. So we so got to get at it. Time to We're roll. Go, we better roll. Time to roll. Yeah, so, all <laughs> right. Have safe travels heading down there, yep. and, and uh, say hi to all my Tulsa friends down there for the race. We'll boys. do it. We'll do it. Thank you for all your efforts, and we really appreciate you tuning in. We're brought to you by Rod End Supply, the Midwest Lightning Sprints, and also... For Scott Trailer, who had to step out early. He's heading down to Tulsa, too, here in just a little bit. And Todd Surprise, I'm Kirk Elliott. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to Track Talk this Saturday morning at 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 810 WHB and Racing Boys. We'll be right back here for another edition of Mostly Motorsports next Monday at noon. Thanks for tuning in. Drive careful. Be safe out there in this bad weather. We'll talk to you on Saturday.
harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years.